You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's Thursday, April 13th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 331 of the PHP Ugly Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We are a weekly podcast that focuses loosely on the PHP programming language and its community. We talk about tech news and our work life and what we do. We're all... See, we can't. I can't say we're all developers anymore. We're going to address that that on the show because I don't know how to introduce us anymore. Some of us are developers for sure, but uh, yeah, we record live every Thursday night at nine PM Pacific time. If you want to be part of the live show in the live stream, you can do that by joining us in our Discord channel at discord.phpugly. It's a great place to be all week long. People hang out and have fantastic conversations. The show's made a little better thanks to some support from our sponsors, JetBrains, PHP Storm, and HoneyBadger.io, as well as our supporters on Patreon. We'll revisit all that a little later in the show. But for now, I am one of your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, and my fellow comrades in coding with me tonight is John Congdon. You said we talk about our work life, and I thought you said we often talk about our work wife. You're my work wife, John. I know. That's <laughs> that's where I was going with that. And Tom right out. Hello. My cat Hello, is my Tom. work wife. Oh, you got a server oh. rack in there, obviously. <laughs> it's nice and warm in here. Warm and loud. Is it loud I'm sure again? it's totally worth yes. it. it. You know, those quiet fans you bought. All right. You don't believe Let's go it. around the horn one time. John, how was your week? Uh, Coding-wise, not great. I mean, I got some things done. A uh, couple PRs open, things fixed. My uh, stepmom was in town from upstate New York, and my kids got some grandma time, and we just had a blast doing a lot of fun things around San Diego, ultimately heading back to a place we got around the beach uh, just to hang out, go swimming. It was It was a good week. And lots of tech stuff, which I'm sure we'll get to later. We definitely will get to. Lots. Tom, how about yourself? Tech stuff. PHP tech, I assume? It's, yes. I've had a great coding week. Uh, I've got some uh, bug fixes for bad cache values. Uh, you know. Gotta you, love that. When you have like a function that has an argument like, is active true or false? And you don't store that in the cache key, then you just cache whichever one was the most recent, and it ignores... So let's, let's put this out on the table right now. Do you still consider yourself a developer? Yeah, absolutely. I can still say three PHP I pushed, developers. I pushed two commits Question? today. Is there something two, that two happened PRs. that I don't know about or don't, didn't pay attention to? No, I just I do a lot of uh, uh, tech lead stuff now, which isn't always development, but uh, it's still tech. It's still to do with the process of development and helping other developers and you know right now i'm in a big bug fix mode we're going through logs and clearing them out it sounds like eric tried to ask you for help and you said no i'm not a developer anymore he doesn't ask me for help anymore i think it's because i complain about the line number mode every time that's i'm sure that's part of it no i mean it it came up 
a few weeks back where he kept saying, I don't do any development anymore. And I'm like, okay, are, are, what are you, a project manager? What do you consider yourself? I am a, I am a developer. I just, I have, I have some weeks where I don't get a whole lot of coding done, for sure. Okay, well, that's good to know. All right, Eric, I will make note week? of that. Oh, my week. Your week. Let me, let me right, do you consider away. yourself a developer? Uh, a very bad <laughs> developer, but yes. I'm a, I'm a podcaster, a publisher, and a developer, John. Uh, I'm having a great Is it in that order? With developing. I'm working on a top secret <laughs> project for tech, which we can't, we can't discuss yet. But it does have me appreciating Tailwind again. I am such a terrible front-end person, and I was stressing about getting my front end to come together. It, it's not a complex, like with the project I'm working on, it's not complex. It, it's meant to be very simple. So I, I thought, I'm like, okay, I can handle this. And sure enough, it's like, I just can't get started with doing the front end work. And I finally got over that hump uh, over the weekend and been pretty much going full steam ahead. But freaking Tailwind is so awesome. I'm as bad as I do front end stuff. I feel like I can get so much more accomplished using Tailwind. Um, I'm excited, but yeah, you're doing well. I mean, I think we'll be able to announce that project next week. You think? I think. If, if you want to hear about projects that aren't actually talked about because they're top secret, this is the podcast for it. Yeah, it seems yeah. like every couple episodes there's some secret. And then we well, spill the beans. <laughs> I'm on record as saying I don't, I don't go support like the whole teasing mentality. But there's obviously, if I could share, I would share. I always overshare. But there are reasons I can't share right now, and that will become clear, I guess, next week. Maybe the week after. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. So we got our we got our uh, trailer almost to Chicago. It's in uh, Indiana now. That's good. So That's in an undisclosed location. It, it's two hours away yeah. from the venue. So worst case, we can go drag it by hand and we'll just walk it there. Yeah. Not worst case. <laughs> I mean, just just to be negative, Nancy here. The, the trailer could be hit by a meteor. I don't know. That'd give a lot of press for tech. <laughs> it would. I would have a problem with it. Uh, yeah, tech. Woo, man. I mean, do you realize how close we are to tech now? John and I Third, are like realizing days. we're getting down to the wire of like having to get things like t-shirts ordered, bags ordered, signs ordered. It's like, wow, we've got to like get this stuff done in like the next week if we want to make sure it's there for tech. Oh, very exciting stuff. Exciting There's champ, champ, in our, champ in our Discord right there. Champ in our Discord, we have to thank for for getting our trailer almost to Chicago. This guy's a beast. What do you got? Almost 24 hours straight. There I don't there. even oh. want to talk about it because I don't want to encourage him thinking he that was a good thing he did. He Freaked me out about that. Yes, he basically drove for 24 hours nonstop. I, we, we offered to pay for a hotel room for him, whatever he needed. And he was like, no, nah, I'm just going to drive home. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so, but he, did, he did it, man. 
guy is an animal. Yeah, so that's there. That that was a huge, huge uh, stress reliever for me, like getting that off my shoulders. Um, I mean, it's still not at the venue, and, and there are a few obstacles still getting it to the venue, but it's closer. <laughs> it is definitely closer. No rest for the wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention Discord? If you want to hang out with us live, go to discord.phpugly.com. Doesn't even listen to the show while it's on. Thursday night. That was .com, not .com. That would just take you to a completely different site you don't want to be at. Yeah, you Although, don't want to go there. You might want to. <laughs> you never know. Can I, can I bring up something real quick? I, I feel so totally vindicated. This article... Came out. Uh, <laughs> is, this, is, is this the homework you gave us? No. Yeah. No. Yes, it is. No, this is uh, somebody's just casual discovery that uh, sometimes your Laravel Horizon jobs may just never run. Oh, we're talking about that. I thought we were talking about something else. For all of the nightmare eyes, nightmares I have had with Laravel Horizon... Finally, someone is just like, yeah, this is the problem. It's really stupid. There is, there's an expiration on jobs that is like part of the config. And it's not called expiration. It's called trim. <laughs> That's obvious. And none of the, none of the stuff makes any sense. It's, so what's the, what's the point of it? If it's not done by this date trim it out of the queue don't run it yeah if it doesn't get executed after being in the queue for 60 minutes dump it what (laughs) what what do you think i'm dispatching that is that low priority that like if it doesn't get out in 60 minutes ah never mind (laughs) like and the solution is just like well raise it to two hours you can't set it to zero got to raise it up to two hours. So like if something clogs up your system and it queues for two hours, now it's gone again. I just, oh. I, 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 it's so I ridiculous. But I don't think, but is that really what that means? Because the way I'm reading that is it will keep jobs that it's com- well completed around for 60 minutes. Oh, pending is 60 minutes as well. Yeah. Why? That but failed jobs is a week. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, what's the just, difference between failed and recent failed? Who knows? You're supposed to know. You're supposed to read. There's this. no documentation on this. I'm not in the Laravel world anymore. I just I'm just vindicated that this is was not my fault <clears> in <throat> the like five instances that this occurred. Isn't this the one that cost your your previous company like a million dollars? Uh no. I thought there was a I thought there was a Q thing that you couldn't figure out. That was a runaway thing. That was a runaway Q. Yeah, that was a different wonderful Laravel Horizon issue. That's right. Well, that that's an interesting find. I wonder if they will change the defaults because obviously that the pending one should be way higher. Or if there's a negative one type of setting. Right. 
Right. It should be not at all. You should never just ditch jobs because it took too long to like get to it. Not that it, not even that it, it ran too long. It just took too long to get to it. So like, never mind. I, that, I that may, that, that may make, make sense in some bizarre use cases, but for the vast majority, 99.9%. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense at all. Very frustrating. So there's that. And I read a fantastic article uncovering the bottlenecks in Laravel's container. Uh, not, not that this is going to be a shit on Laravel episode, but this is an interesting one as well, where a developer basically duplicated some functionality in Symfony that he had. <laughs> And it was way slower in Laravel, and he traced it down to the container. And it turns out that when you have a dependency bound in the container, it's not immediately publicly available to all uh, classes. It's scoped, you know, the class has to say, I need this dependency, and then it resolves the dependency using uh, uh, reflection, and then it passes the dependency into the requesting object. So the more objects you have requesting a dependency, if it's, if it's bound to the container, then the slower and slower it gets because it has to do the same thing over and over again. Whereas Symfony immediately makes everything public to all uh, classes. So when you ask for something, it's just shared by default. Huh. So the suggestion here was, if you have a dependency that you're using bind on, change it to scoped or singleton. Uh, scoped is basically a singleton, but it respects the uh, request end functionality that Octane uses so that it keeps running, but it unloads at the end of the request lifecycle, whereas a singleton will not unload at the end of a request cycle. Hmm, Really? I mean, it has to unload somehow. Well, at the end of the request lifecycle as used by Octane, which keeps... The oh, Laravel. Octane yeah, Octane's keeping is, it. Gotcha. You're right. This I'm is thinking. Laravel's request lifecycle thing. So, <laughs> so very interesting. Uh, if, you, uh, if you have custom-bound services in Laravel, like, check it out. You'll get some free bonus performance out of it. And it not insignificant. His tests showed a... Uh, almost doubling of performance on an application. So <clears throat> I know you're not in the Laravel world anymore. Do you think that that should be the default behavior instead of bind? Like I, I would you ever want bind instead of, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, there are some services that, uh, that, that should be impotent or, or, uh, uh, immutable, and in those cases, like you might want to do that, but I don't. I don't really know. I hmm. I'm not well enough up on why the decision was made to do this kind of scoping in the first place, or even just dependency injection in general. Interesting. But uh, with Symphony, it is the it is the opposite. You have to explicitly define it as being a non-shared service. Hmm. 
So it's a new instance every time it gets referenced. Well, today I learned. Yeah, I mean, my guess is just that uh, that they're just two different schools of thought, that a service should be a new instance every time you look at it hmm. versus a service should provide the same service no matter where you call it from. So I don't know. All right, Eric, I'm going – I need to go to the YouTube stream because I'm trying to figure out is your video just backwards on my screen? And cool hat, by the way. Uh, is that OB for Ocean Beach? Absolutely. What, why, why would it be backwards? Is it backwards? Wait, oh, I don't have it mirrored. In, I it is backwards. Your, your camera is inverted. On the, inverted. There, there you Yeah, mirrored. Whatever. There you go. That's better. Yeah. See, that's wrong, though. Because this, this, I guess it's right. That's my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> I can read OB. <laughs> OB, baby. So you mentioned you mentioned the homework that I gave you guys. Oh, man. I know. I couldn't even get through all that. What, what, it was a book by the end did, of it. You didn't have to get through all of it. Just get the idea. There's he, he wanted to point out that his April Fool's joke may not be a full April Fool's joke. Yes. Well, it's part one. <laughs> and we, 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 we can talk about that, too, because a lot a lot of the stuff you want to talk about the moving PHP internals to GitHub first. Yeah, we'll start there. Which... OK, so this this is actually a lot of these discussions in this thread has, have been around for a long time. I mean, there, there, yeah, there are these established complaints with the way internal. So what we're talking about here is, I get uh, last week, <laughs> last week Tom took the bait on a little April Fool's joke. Nothing happened from, last week. We're talking about <laughs> from, this week <laughs> from somebody who who suggested that internals was going to move to Reddit, uh, but it it actually echoed a very real issue that has been around internals for a long time. And that is how challenging it is to communicate with internals because they it's all th done through a mailing list. Not only is it a mailing list, but you have to adhere to certain, uh, response, certain formatting to participate. So like you have to do the replies on top, I think is, was one of them. And there's like, there's like all these things and it's confusing for new people coming in. It's very confusing to try to follow an actual conversation because multiple people may reply to the same email. So, so it doesn't become like one cohesive thread. And there's been a lot of talk for a long time about what a better solution is for that, GitHub issues has come up uh, when when PHP moved the source code to GitHub. It seemed like GitHub was the perfect place to have these conversations, uh, and and it doesn't have to be a GitHub issues. There's a there's a discussion board now. Now it, it wasn't back then, but now they have GitHub discussions, which is right. viable. Yeah. But I think so. It, but it was brought up in this entire thread that it may not be the best option because of vendor lock. We're getting getting right. stuck on GitHub for the source code and for discussions. Is that a real concern? I don't know. I mean, I mean it, it's... You know, 
here's my biggest grape about it. Like, if we only had, like, I don't know, a developer who could, like, build something in a language that has the ability to create, you know, threaded discussions, like a, like a bulletin board or something. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should dog food our own stuff and just make something. Or but, if there was, like, if there was, like, a million forum tools in that language that were already written. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think that's it. Especially if you're worried about vendor lock-in, I, I think that's a reasonable I mean, if you're worried about vendor lock-in, God help you. You're you're already screwed. <laughs> you know, what do you, you, you get kind of locked in with whatever forum you decide to use or... Like every everything is is a trade off. I don't know if this if GitHub discussions are just another repo like the wiki is, but if that's the case, you basically have everything available to you. But, but it probably that's, isn't. That's not why the thread is a thousand pages long, though. The thread on this, which by the way, you can get a threaded view. The the person who created externals.io actually jumped in on the conversation on Reddit and said, oh, yeah, I made get externals.io to solve this specific issue. Uh, but I didn't have time and, to like, and, do all the stuff I wanted to. To be fair, external.io does go a long way at resolving the problem we have from the outside looking in, trying to follow these discussions. It doesn't really address the people internally trying to have the discussion because, you know, external IO is just a read only view of this. There's no contribute, no, no contributing through external IO. But yes, this is a, this is a novel of. Yeah. There there was, there was a, a post from Reddit by happy penguin that brought up some of the issues and why they think it's a good idea one of them being simple reactions, being able to thumbs up or hard or react mm-hmm. to just to almost give like a quick pulse. Not that it would have any voting like power, but you know, if, if you have a large contingent of developers that like something, maybe, maybe it weighs in your mind when you're voting. If you're like, eh, I'm not strong. Yes or no. Right. Maybe that, maybe that plays a role. But I mean, then somebody, but then somebody said, "Yeah, these things are happening on Reddit already." Well, and oh, I missed that. <laughs> but there's also, I mean, there's also complaints about the way that the internals developers are treating everyone who comes in as a complete moron, which is all is is fifty percent right. But like, it, yeah, some it's of a the tough attitudes. position to be in, right? I mean, because if you've ever followed internals, you get people like submitting, hey, I tried to create a Hello World app and I'm getting this error. Now, these are people that, that, A, aren't PHP developers. They're C developers. They are deep into this code, into this life, been doing it for a long time. They don't really want to take time to bring other people up to speed to get to where they need to be to actually be able to contribute to the discussion, which is part of the problem, right? This is why... We the barrier to, for entry for new people. I I've been wanting to be part of internals for a very long time, but I just don't. It's just what a, what a, what about instead of them get, having all these emails that they're going through, 
what if there were almost like gatekeepers on this forum that you know kind of see these things they're like oh this is a good internals discussion almost like moderators that say yeah this is garbage i gotta get rid of this or somehow flag it and move it on almost like this is worthy of going past this to the people that really need to see it yeah it slow, yeah, yeah, problem. yeah it would slow things down and people but, people complaining that oh you know just because you don't find this important don't think other people don't find it important because I, the range of conversations that are ha- that are happening on these internal threads about every library every every implementation every line of code in PHP internals is just vast. Yeah, but I think and, once you get past like once the thread starts, then it's you're not dealing with that. It's more of that initial somebody starts a new thread and mm-hmm. it's one like you said where hey I tried doing a PHP hello world and you you have the moderator that can kick that to the curb. Right. Well and there's uh, a quite a bit of complaint about uh Derek Rathens, the maintainer creator and maintainer of X Debug and uh how how he's a, a huge jerk because his reply to something was not a chance. Also, who are you? Which <laughs> if you're, if, if that's a deeply cutting comment to you, go ahead and try to contribute to the, the Linux, the Linux kernel <laughs> without knowing what you're doing, because Holy shit. I have seen Linus Torvalds just tear people apart in public for, uh, but it doesn't they knew what they were doing. Again, hard call, right? It's, it's a hard thing to make a call on. It's not right, like to to talk to talk down to people or to imply that their opinion is important because they're not well known. It's not a good look for anybody. But I keep going back to but these guys well have known to within a what? lot I mean, of noise. It's, it's they're they're not well known within this very tight circle of like right. twenty people who who are the maintainers of a language that essentially they don't use. Like they're C right, developers. but but, but it, it, yeah, I, and I I totally I, I I'm playing devil's advocate here. I I totally agree with you, and I I kind of side with the internal developers who are like that because. They're volunteers. They don't have a lot of time to put up with BS. But still, it doesn't mean that I can't come in out out from the cold where nobody really knows me and contribute good ideas. So if if I'm willing to have the courage to submit something... I, I don't know the exact conversation you're referring to, uh, Tom, but if I have the ability to submit something, if it's a bad idea, just say, no, this won't work. Sorry, move on. You don't need to say, who are you? Or, or throw something in my face. It's, it's, you know, there's there's no need for that. I, can, I, I totally see why they do it, and I would probably be 10 times worse at it uh, because I'm, I can get very, you know, I, I'm told I can be, I can be a mean person. I'm sure it all depends but, on how you come into the conversation too. Like, right? You come in, you come in, get guns a blazing, saying, "I can't believe you do it this way. This is a much better way to do it." And then you're gonna get a mm-hmm. like crap, but you're like, right? You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking on my ass. I don't know how how the exchange happened, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe you know, Derek wasn't trying to be snipey, snippy about it. He just might just just been saying, 
no, that's not going to work. You know, just curious. It, who who are you? What, you know, why why you know why did you think this was a good idea? It, I mean, that's not being <clears throat> mean. That's just trying to get more information about you know. And there's also, there's also the the whole thing that two things actually. One, it's email. There's no emotion in email, so people often read what they want right. to read into it. Mm-hmm. And and two, it's not a US based list, it's an international list, and people talk differently mm-hmm. in other places. They may be more direct and in where they're at, it, that's just the way things are, and it's okay. We're, right. we're here, we look at direct and we're like, oh, crap, they're being mean. Good points. Good points. Yeah. Also, I mean, like I said, Derek is a contributor to internals. Xdebug has a real job and is maintaining Xdebug at a loss for himself. Like, yeah. But if you want to talk I'll, to him, I know where you but, can talk to him but, at. Yeah, but this this May sixteenth through the eighteenth, we know exactly where he'll be. <laughs> this person coming in saying, "Hey, we should switch from a mailing list to something like Slack or GitHub," is just proposing work get done by the internals team, not that he like not that he's t- going to take the job and do it or do all the work. It's just like, "Hey, why don't you do this?" Like, "Fuck off! Why don't you do it?" I, I honestly don't think the general PHP developer out there can really have an appreciation for how little credit the internals team. Oh, contri- any open know, source. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Any, Except any for Laravel, where he's got a goddamn Maserati. <laughs> it's a it's a Lamborghini, but oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> my bad. I was only off right. by about fifty thousand dollars. Listen, we're about halfway into the show, about 30 minutes in. Let, we got a couple of sponsors to get to, not to mention our supporters on Patreon. So let's let's pay some bills. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Classic Tom. That did look infected, however. You probably should have somebody look at it. Oh, hi! If you know me, you know I'm somebody who literally wears a lot of hats. I'm a podcaster, a publisher, and a coder. What I'm not... Is somebody who has a lot of time worrying if their site is giving their users problems. That's why I use Honey Badger. Now let's be honest, Honey Badger is a sponsor of the podcast, but that's not why I feel good talking about them. I've been using Honey Badger for years and couldn't be happier. Honey Badger has a suite of monitoring tools specialized for developers. It's the only system that combines monitoring uptime and cron heartbeat monitoring into a clean fast interface honey badger offers a generous free tier and with just two lines of code in about five minutes you can start monitoring your application personally or professionally it works for everybody honey badger can help you identify and fix problems sometimes before the user even knows there's an issue with your site and at no cost to, to sign up it's literally free for peace of mind so Go over to honeybadger.io and sign up for a free account today. What's going to hurt? If somebody asks you, tell them the Ugly Squad sent you. Now i got to get back to podcasting. i got these co-hosts I need to talk to. And they are co-hosts. I don't care what anybody says. I'm the host because I'm cooler than all of them. Thank you, Honey Badger. Guys, don't be rude. Think Honey Badger. Ugh. Thank you, Honey Thanks, Badger. Honey Badger. 
<laughs> I want to pretend that your desk normally looks like that. You just have your comfort elephants all around you. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what it yes. normally looks like. He brings it on the plane and declares it an emotional support elephant. <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I kind of did that on a whim. Uh, like I said, I'm on some new medication that like has me a little happier than normal. <laughs> <laughs> And I listened to it again. Totally up the dosage. I, I listened to it this morning, and the, of course, then I hear like all the breathing and all the like missed things that I did. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible. I wasn't going to play Ooh. it, but I played it's, it. It's it's adorable, and your children love it. I, I, I thought it was. good. That's what's important. Oh, Be, all right. Being cool in front of your kids. That, yes. That's where it's at. So. Uh, I did assign two shitty homework assignments this week. You did. You did. Both of them were pretty, pretty, like, I mean, we have a lot going on, Tom. You really (laughs) do a lot of reading this this week. This one I I hadn't have issues with. You you have issues with or don't have? Because I have a lot I, of issues with this. No, I, ha- the, I have issues with it. It is the weirdest conversation to go on in the PHP internals that I've seen in a so long time. So we're talking time. about the the future stability, stability of, PHP, of right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about this <clears> one. <throat> so the, the whole thread started with a post in the mailing list that said... A few days ago, I migrated to a, a project from 7.1 to 8.2, and the amount of deprecations and fatal errors spooked me a bit. Well, that there you go. That's the, that's the first problem right there. <laughs> yeah. You're weak. You're weak. That, if, that, that, if that bothers you. <laughs> that got me wondering about the long-term stability of PHP. And then it goes into, like, well, there's API breaks, and there's supported tools that no longer get supported, and I'm scared that... PHP is moving past me, and I'm going to have to keep maintaining my code. And I'm like, "You want to know how to scale right, well, top this of your is, code? Yeah, this and is your gonna... PHP versions. <laughs> Come to PHP Tech. Like this conversation is going to die quick. It's not going to. It's not going to go anywhere. You can't really like just spin up a shit on PHP's stability. Like I understand that you had 30 years where it was the same version or whatever, and now like. Things are moving and there's progress, but so I, th- I thought Camille had the best response of of uh, the whole. Oh, I thought this was one of the worst takes. Oh, really, Camille? Yeah. <clears throat> like, uh, yeah, obviously there are problems like arrays and is set and references and globals and super globals and extract and compact. And, like, starts listing off a bunch of stuff that isn't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but then, but then he, he talks about if you if you adhere to like good coding practices, you'll be all right. Basically, is is what sure. He says. And I mean, and that's the the breakdown of the whole thing is like you've got ex WordPress developers who are now doing some <laughs> PHP stuff, and they're like, <laughs> I don't get it. But like saying that arrays are a. a a sign of unclean code okay. in PHP is like, you, dude, shut up. You got a good point. I, 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 I didn't put that together. Yeah, he does kind of go and you know he does talk about oh yeah you know there's always going to be breaking changes blah 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 and in good coding practice you'll be fine. Now yeah, are there problems? Sure, arrays 
Yeah, yeah. Eraser of Prom. Yeah, yeah. Eraser, is that which is MP- like, sure, sure, sure. That's what? an issue. <laughs> What's like, the problem with this set? What I use that all the time. Maybe I use that way more than I should use it because he even says you should not use this. It, it's not necessary anymore with the null coalescing operator. Uh, it just it. I don't know if there's an issue with it as much as it was always. If this is set and this, like, see, I I, I, I use my is is set in if statements almost exclusively. I don't know how the null call listener operator would handle that because now you don't need to do that. You could, yeah, depending null on does the is set for you. How, how would you do it? How would you do it then? Just if this element in an array question mark question mark false, so it returns false, or something that would not match the rest of your your conditional. Uh, you think that reads well though? Yeah. It, once when you when you actually see it, it's it's not bad. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to show me that one because mm-hmm. I'll I'll I'd be happy to to steer away from this set. Uh, one of the best things I ever did was the, to stop using the if else and just use if statement. Right. Right. I just changed my code. And they're saying the same thing with the rays up there. It's kind of like that. Don't use if else. Larry Garfield had that whole article about don't use arrays. Arrays are bad. Um, it's not that they're bad. They're just, there are probably better ways of storing your data. Uh, for the null coalescing, if you're doing like, if this array element exists and this array element, so you're looking to see if there's a value in there, you can simply just say, if this array element, question mark, question mark, false. So if it's not there, the null coalescing returns false and you don't get into it. And if you if you do get into it, something was set and you're good to go. Okay, I see what you're saying now. So <clears throat> so if if the if the variable is not there, whether it's however deep it is, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eric's Spanish speaking kid, we stopped using else in an if else when possible. It's not always a hundred percent possible not to use it, but for the most part, we try not to have an else. You may have an if else if, but the else Even you then, can usually really code around that. without it. Hmm? Right. I just this conversation goes into like it spirals out of control into how great Node is. And I'm like, yeah, there was a lot of that. Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. about where like, I okay, stopped reading it. Okay, use Node. That's fine. And then it spirals into, well, you should keep maintaining four and five and use a tag like uh, uh, question mark <laughs> PHP five so that so you that should maintain Windows still... 3.1 forever. Right. Damn it. Like, hey, so somebody's using it, so you should maintain it. Yeah. Oh, and someone came up and they're like, they're like, well, yeah, like, what are you just, you're just dropping the old support for the old thing from, from 15 years ago? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then someone else came in, of course, and said, uh, no, actually, third parties support the old version still. Red Hat, like, REHL, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, maintains PHP 5. They're still doing the security stuff for it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I would- 
canonical What's the game purpose of that? seven until twenty twenty six. Uh free XIAN supports five point six with multiple customers. Red Hat has a lot of people paying for long term support, I believe. So Right. Yeah. It's it's enterprise, right? Yeah. 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 But it's like I'm sorry you had a hard time upgrading your monolith from seven two to eight. But also, like, why did you have a hard time doing that? Well, it wasn't even it wasn't seven. It was seven, seven one. one. Yeah. So I mean, you're what? What if you're happened? gonna if you're gonna skip all the all the uh, minor branches or the minor releases, you're gonna have more deprecations building up over time because that's what should be happening in those. Is like as you go up, you start you go from seven one to seven two. You should then be monitoring your deprecation log and like oh let me replace this now before it becomes an issue later and then if you keep up with it over the releases once you get the a2 well, you don't have all that cruft and I, I like what would you achieve having a special tag for for php 7 like why would you upgrade to 8 if you're not going to use it what do you what do you <laughs> thank you for sharing that <laughs> I just, I, yeah, that was. I, I think I, I don't remember exactly how the message was posted, but I read one of them as basically, "Hey, you're making me like really learn how to program." That's not what PHP is. It's supposed to be approachable for like anybody to be able to just use. I'm like, no, no, it shouldn't. <laughs> Right, and it's people are like, I should be able to go straight from scratch to PHP. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I want to organize puzzle pieces together and then have a web server running. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Thanks exactly. for holding everyone back for a decade when this came up with PHP 5.3. Because that's mm-hmm. the person who did. The person who held PHP back for a decade was like, well, what about backwards compatibility? And they just... They just said, "What about?" Um, that person has a name. That person has a name. It's called WordPress. (laughs) (laughs) For like seriously, it's oh, I don't know, man. I don't want to like support new stuff and old stuff. Like, okay, don't don't support the old stuff. I think the five to seven was our wake up call to not have that happen again. Right, and that's why we are moving. It seems like a breakneck speed, but it is very controlled and on the release schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of stay with the times. And-, and then and then it turns into the thread turns into tech support. It's like, well, I want I want dynamic properties. All right, put in the put in the attribute allow dynamic properties. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that gonna get deprecated in nine? No. The RFC itself says that this has no plans for being deprecated or removed. Oh well, thanks for the support. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, and this is this is a, a great example of why the mailing list should not be on GitHub. Because now, you, once you start getting all these GitHub users who think that this is their support base, this is where they need to talk to the internals of devs and require them to work harder for free. You know, it's. That's what both of these conversations broke down to, which was, why aren't you guys doing more for me 
for free. Right. And it's like, hey, if this is a big deal to you, hire a C, a C programmer, have them patch or, your 5.6 or pay one of the, pay one of the you know, Start paying the internals team. Yeah, contribute Maybe. to the PHP Foundation. Yeah. As part of that contribution, you get a voice on the board. You know, mm-hmm. like... But again, this is this is another book of please do free work for me on the internals. And it's just it's just been so dramatic all week. I, I have an RSS feed for the for the mailing list. And at a, at a certain point it was like five posts every few minutes. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was just going so fast. And it's yeah, you can't read the whole thing. It's the it's a total giant clusterfuck. And and people overreact to deprecation notices. Like, yeah, it might be a pain in the ass when it's filling up your log, but... Wait, I only whole, have four the, years to fix this? And the, the whole point is you can fix them slowly and not be in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, and if you, don't yeah. Know, if you don't know, deprecations only apply between major versions. So a deprecation announced in eight... Mm-hmm. is not deprecated until 9 comes out, which I think is two years away still. You're not so, removed. Not this. It's a deprecation in 8 and is removed. And it's in removed nine. from 9. Yeah. Right. So, like, you get 8.1, 8.2, 8.3, 8.4. You don't have to worry. And then when, eight, when 9 gets announced, you can spend the year getting ready for it by fixing... The tiniest little or, bug you have, or fix it as you see the deprecation come up. Use yeah. Honey Badger to let you know when you have a deprecation. That's a very real thing you can do with Honey Badger. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. That's a great feature. I wish I had it. Uh, we should. Uh, we have more sponsors to talk about. Um, so let's move on and let's talk uh, talk about PHP Storm. PHP Storm is a uh, is a weird one because we don't really have anything official to talk about. We, we do not. But uh, PHP but Storm it, is a sponsor. But again, during development using PHP Storm, it will point out deprecations to you and how to make changes to your code to bring it up to the latest version of PHP. Yeah, you don't have to pull that in. Yeah. It, PHP Storm has so many awesome tools built into it to help speed up your development and keep your code running well. It's got it interacts with all the common tools that we should be using, static analysis. So it integrates with PHP Stand, PHP CS for your coding style. You don't have to configure your coding style separately in PHP Storm. It will read your PHP CS config file and help you keep your code formatted properly as you're coding instead of you know writing all your code running your, your tool and saying oh crap i i need spaces here or i've got problems here It'll just keep it all up to date for you i gotta say huge fan of php storm yep and uh they are silver tier sponsors of php tech so we do Ooh. appreciate them and we talk about PHP Storm a lot because we're a PHP podcast, but they have such a catalog of tools for other languages. Uh, I think last week we talked about the toolbox and how easy it is to keep your um, apps up to date. And 
I've actually started I've started using Data Grip a couple of years ago when we switched to Linux because the app I used on the Mac wasn't available. And Data Grip has come a long way and does a lot of great stuff and works, you know, across Windows, Mac, and Linux. So start to use that tool channel. Oh, that that's another great point. Uh, the JetBrains, the whole suite of JetBrains uh, IDEs tools. Uh, well, the IDs, I know for sure, I don't know about all their tools, are cross-platform, Mac, Windows, and Linux. And mm-hmm. not only are they cross-platform, but you don't sacrifice features. Uh, John and I have been on Linux for about a year or two <clears> now. <throat> I, f- I forget how long we've been using Linux. For no, now, longer but... than that. It was early pandemic, I think. Yeah, and and you don't, you know, sometimes you lose features because you're on Linux or or this feature is available on Windows but not Mac. I don't see that with uh, JetBrains products. It's it's nice. All good things, for sure. So right. thank you, JetBrains. We appreciate yes. it. We need we need we need something more. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a commercial for JetBrains for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. Oh, definitely want to see it I know it, we're done with their commercial but I still want to talk about like uh, that whole being able to code remotely has really been exciting me lately have you been uh, using it the gateway uh, I've used um, coding via SSH from my laptop I haven't used gateway yet I want to I, I started watching videos on it just yesterday so you're saying you're saying with SSH where where you're just you're physically syncing files? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. With SSH, it connects to your remote uh, repo or your your remote computer, and then mm-hmm. everything is hosted there. Um, so Creasy talks about it being expensive. They they there's a couple of different options you have with JetBrains. Uh, we've said for years, well before they were a sponsor of tech or an advertiser on the show. If you are a professional PHP developer, you should be paying for it. You should pay for a license and it is a professional tool for your, for your toolkit. If you're not, they do have some resources as far as if you're on the bleeding edge, what do they call that? Um, there's a way uh, to early to, early access. Yeah, yeah. If you're part access. of the early access plan, you can get a, a free copy of it. Um, yeah. So th- there are options. Yeah, it, yeah. I think uh, it, we we've always said that you know it, it is definitely geared more towards professional developers, not only because there's an expense behind it, and understand there's a reason there's expense behind it because. There are people developing this tool. This is not. A, this is not a, you know, hope the open source community comes up with something. Although there are a lot of open source plugins for it, but um, but yeah, it's definitely a tool that if you're if you're making money coding, it's worth the investment, and it's it's also a lot to kind of get your head around, like. If you're not used to working with an IDE like PHP Storm, it can be overwhelming to try to walk in to you know fire up a PHP Storm and understand how you do things. But once mm-hmm. you get it, you know. Yeah, so so give it a shot. And the other thing to keep in mind is 
the first year may be more expensive. Additionally, subsequent years are at a reduced price. Yeah. Um, I did want to point out, there's a feature I used to use. I need to find that again. Oh, where was that? Sorry. Bear with me for a minute. Yeah, and I, I want to circle back around on something you talked about. This is turning to a long segment on uh, PHP Storm, no, but I'm comfortable yeah, with it. It's, yeah, we're talking about some of the cool stuff that it does. Um, my productivity. So under on Linux, under the window, there's my productivity. And it will show a lot of the shortcuts that you've used and how often you use them. And then oh. you can also sort by ones you've never used. So you can find productivity hints like oh maybe i should try this basic code completion i've used twenty nine thousand times um there's just we, lots of great we, stuff in we here. talked about last week that i ended up having to turn off uh github copilot because it was giving me bad bad examples where what i really wanted was the JetBrains autocomplete to kind of help push me through what I was trying to do. Champ, good question. We will we will ask. Eric, did you figure out your gutter issue from last week? Oh, I did. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, who, who told me that? Uh, it was somebody in our Discord. Again, discord.phpugly.com, filled with great, useful information. I want to say it was Dimitri. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Dimitri, but if it wasn't Dimitri, I apologize. So I I always have uh you know, like all my like menus and everything kind of hidden. I like a clean interface coming, you know, where it looks more like a terminal. And Dimitri asked me or wh- whoever gave me this advice said, "Hey, are you by chance are you in Zen mode?" I'm like, "Oh, I I've seen Zen mode. I don't think I'm in Zen mode." And I looked and sure enough, I was in Zen mode. Hmm. Uh now it didn't it didn't bring the gutter as much over to the numbers as like, I would really like to see it like basically bump up against the numbers. Cause I don't need, you know, it's still like an inch worth of wasted space for me, but, but it brought it over in the big fix was when I maximize my screen, when I'm in Zen mode, which I don't know why this is, but that gutter takes up like a quarter of my screen. And I'm not exaggerating gutter gets huge. Now, that I'm out of Zen mode, it it doesn't do that. It kind of stays to the side, which makes it a lot more tolerable. Uh, I wanted to circle back what you said about the SSH thing, John, because now you've got me like wondering. It's like, well, what what is the what is the benefit of using Gateway? Is that because like if you don't want to install the client on your local machine? then you could do it through gateway because it sounds like the SSH solution is better. I, I just started looking into it. So I need, I need more time with it. <clears throat> the video I watched said, if you go through SSH, it almost connects automatically sees if you have PHP storm installed and we'll tell you, okay, you can connect to this one. So it's, I don't know if it's like bypassing gateway or if gateway is something different. Hmm. I'll do. I'll do more research and find out. Yeah, yeah. Let me know because uh, because as I shared with you, I was doing a lot of remote development there for a while, and I just kept using Gateway because I didn't I didn't want to pull it down on my local laptop. I have my big 
strong desktop here. I just wanted to to code from there. And you know, if I wanted to, I would have just SSH into my machine, fired up Vim, and done everything in the terminal. I still do that uh, when I'm going to have my iPad. But since I was using PHP Storm, and when I did that, I don't know if you remember the, this conversation. When I did that, I noticed there were there were a couple plugins that wouldn't transfer over. So there were a couple plugins, and one of the plugins was a Vim plugin that hurt a little bit. That it wasn't it wasn't there for me. I, I don't remember which one it was off the top of my head. So, so that's what I, that's what I was saying. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it used my local. PHP Storm install. It didn't download the that client that you're talking about. Right, that little Java client. Or right, whatever. so it still used my PHP Storm, but accessed everything via SSH. Again, I don't know fully what I'm talking about because I don't work remotely as much as I used to mm-hmm. since okay. since they've Fair released enough. all these tools. Fair enough. Going to be doing it for a full week here soon. Just mm-hmm. saying. Well, you'll be doing it for a full week, but you won't have a laptop. True. I'm excited to to hear Sarah Goldman speak. I've only ever followed her Twitter. <laughs> Deep cut. You know, Sarah's on Mastodon, so and contributes quite frequently on Mastodon. I can't keep up with Mastodon. Is there is mean? there a Mastodon client for my yes. Rambox? You no, just... for Rambox. Yeah, that, that's actually why I use Rambox, because uh, Mastodon doesn't allow you to switch between accounts. Actually, I don't use R- R- Rambox. I have the open source thing. But Mastodon doesn't allow you to switch between accounts like Twitter does. So I just create a Mastodon instance for all the handles that I, I manage. So What is that yeah. What is that app you're using? You, I think you said it last week, and I forgot. What's it called? Free for... Let me see. Uh... F E R D I U M. Ferdium? 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 Yeah. So Ferdium is what I use. Uh, it's it's in the pop store, John, if you're interested. And uh, it that's what I do. I have all my Mastodon handles that, that I manage. I, I threw Twitter in there too. I even have um, Discord in there so that if I want to run it, I can just run it and not have a bunch of applications running. Yeah, might check it out. Nothing I'm, I manage. I'm much. still on VS Code. I'm I'm in the process of moving over to PHP Storm again. Um, especially after this week, where I wanted to have a scratch file, and realized that like that's only a PHP Storm thing. The VS Code doesn't have scratch files. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have to get huh. an extension for it. I'm like. I'm up to like a hundred extensions just to emulate the behavior of PHP Storm. Maybe I should really just get back to PHP Storm. <laughs> yeah, so PHP Storm definitely has a lot out of the box. Yeah, I don't do enough with scratch files. <clears throat> I've I've seen the power of them, but the fact that it's got like a full built-in API uh, emulator, or where you can just Easier yeah. to get some posts. Right, API client. It basically yeah. has a built-in Postman, right? Mm-hmm. It was what is the app we use as Postman. But, yeah, it does. does there's so many things <clears throat> in there that you might even no, not notice in there. Well, and you can you can run it on 
like any scratch file you have, you could just run it on the uh, comparison tool. What's it called? Uh, 3v4l.org. So you can instantly test it's out stuff. Eval. Right. Eval.org. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it basically runs your code on all the versions of Linux. Not uh, Linux. Yeah, from PHP. Four, from 4.3 all the way up to 8.2. Yeah, I think you, you brought that up last week, didn't you, Tom? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, I went and checked that out. That, that, that was pretty, it's pretty slick, yeah. All right, uh, so we are getting late, so let's take a moment and thank our supporters on Patreon, which we have a, we have a oh, new one, apparently. One. No, that's wrong, wrong one. one. Nope, I meant to do that. We didn't really talk much about tech. Hey, Donald we'll talk about that next. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, Donald thank G. You. New Patreon supporter. Uh, well, let's talk about tech. Let's talk about tech, baby. Let's talk about you. Yeah. What? We, we, somebody used our PHP ugly code today. So, I mean, we, we had I missed a, that one. Yeah, you miss we, all we, of them. Don't just say, I missed that one. Well, he, did, he doesn't miss when tickets are sold because... Every time we get an email, we like message each other. We sold another ticket. We get up, we get up and dance. It's <laughs> Pretty weird. Much. Eric buys a new hat. Yes. Yeah. So right. tickets are still being sold. There's still a few rooms left, I think, at the venue. I, I hope think. so. I kind of hope so. I, I, I'm going to feel so bad. The first person that tells me, "Hey, I got a ticket," but. I got to stay in another hotel and I'm, I'm going to be like, uh, we'll kick Tom out. <laughs> Tom will share his room with you. Tom will share his room. He's got floor space. No, I've been, I've been shamed into being, uh, selfish. So that will no longer be happening. Oh, you, you are not that offer off the table. You are not shamed into anything. You are so mean. I have no shame. Tom just realized somebody might take him up on the offer and was like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> you just have to deal with me playing uh, Breath of the Wild all night. They'll join you. Whoever, if you're oh. a gamer and you want to hang out with Tom playing games, come to PHP Tech. John had an awesome idea for the swag bag, and I'm very excited about it. I hope we make. I hope I don't again. Don't want to share it because if we don't make it happen, I'm going to feel a little shitty for saying it. But it's a cool. It's going to be a cool little swag bag thing. Now, now I'm wondering what I had, what idea I had. Uh, it's puzzling. I don't know what it could possibly okay. be. Uh, th- that that was a conversation John and I had. I think it was today. John's like, yeah, I'm thinking about the stuff we we should give for the swag bag. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They're getting a goddamn elephant, a t-shirt, and this other thing. They don't need anything else. <laughs> I'm gonna give stop them spending more. money. Normally, normally John's telling me that. I'm having to tell John, stop spending oh, money. More and more secrets. It's not secret. I, know, I, feel, shitty. I feel shitty. No, it's not, a, it's not a secret at all. We're, we're working on a big thing for game night. And one of our prizes, I think, is a good prize. I hope. So, good prize. So we can't tell you what it is, but it's, it should no, be cool. of course not. <laughs> it, it's, it's a night in Tom's room playing video games. <laughs> Okay, probably would have liked to have been told about this. 
Oh, you wanted a heads up on that one. Sorry. We, yeah. That's what tonight is. We're giving you the heads up right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is <sighs> one more wonderful piece okay, of drama. Okay, your kids are cool. One yeah, more that, piece that, of drama. That was actually in. really good. Let me let me let me highlight that one. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Nice <laughs> one. Um there was the Are they too young to, to know salt and pepper? Everybody knows salt and pepper. Yeah, everybody knows salt and pepper. What are you talking about? We're old though. Hair coating and you will see this. <laughs> that was actually really good. I didn't, I didn't even get past the third line. <laughs> there has been an RFC to create a PHP technical committee. And this has got some uh, feathers ruffled as well this week. But and the RFC basically committee. it's basically a committee that would decide when there is a disagreement between internals developers what direction should be taken. So not what's going to be implemented, but how it's going to be implemented. If there's an argument about, well, you know, we're adding this, you know, generics or something, how would we decide the right way to do it? Or, you know, if there's two developers working on the same thing and one of them wants to do it this way and one wants to do it the other way, who's going to resolve that dis- that argument? There was that sounds like more of, bureaucracy and a bunch of nightmare That's crap. sort of what the conversation came down to was like, hey, th- this seems like it's going to slow things down. This seems like there's going to be an elitist crowd in this committee and – you know who gets to make these decisions? It, who gets voted into the committee? Stuff like that. So, a uh, very interesting proposal. But it is just an RFC. It's not getting pushed through as practice yet. So we'll we'll have to keep our eyes open on that one. See what happens. Hmm. I, I always forget where the dark mode is on on Twitter. Uh, you know, it happened to me again, John. I, I had to. I rebooted my machine. And when I came back up, I was I was logged out of everything, everything precious to me. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. That's why you don't log out. Everyone knows that. Mm. Until you try to fire up two apps at once, and all of a sudden you have no memory. That's right. That's about right. It, it happens. Better. I don't know why. Oh boy. All right. How are we doing on time? We're we're, we're overtime. We're good. I've got one last thing. I know I didn't that... get into the whole rust rust drama, but Oh. There's rust drama. There's like we think we have drama, Russ has drama. Well then I'll I'll hold off on my one last thing till next week. It can wait. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't follow it enough. I can, I'll, I'll share the links with everybody. Uh, the, the big thing is the, the Primogen. Um, watch the Primogen's video on, on this topic. Let me just move all the stuff over so Discord gets it. But basically, Russ, the people behind Russ are, are, are taking the steps to like trademark um, everything, and they've gotten like. For an open source project, they really kind of, I feel like, overstepping a lot, which is the biggest thing and the one that, that drew my attention. And I want to be clear one more time. I didn't do a deep dive into this because I don't care enough about Rust to, I just happened to watch the Primogen 
He does a lot of them talk talks. He was talking about this Rust thing. I watched it for a little while, then I stopped watching it. But basically, Russ said said if I understood everything correctly, we will release the official logo. You're not allowed to change logo. You're not allowed to change colors of it. You're not allowed to you know you can't do anything. We will we will create logos like LGBT logo and you know BL, BLM logos. They said we'll create those variations, but you don't have authorization to do it yourself. Not only that, but you can't use the Rust name. Like if you, if you're creating a um, if you're creating a a, a course and you want to call it you know Rust for beginners, apparently that's going to be an issue. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of weirdness. I watch the Primogen, uh, and and I don't think any of this was finalized. So maybe because of some of the blowback they're getting, they'll change some of this if they haven't already changed it. But it was just like really weird for an open source project. It's like, wait, what? That's okay. That's weird. Yeah, isn't I uh, guess the, the PHP Creative Commons? PHP I don't know. or Rust. No, but I think the PHP logo is Creative Commons. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, oh you're the, just comparing. Mascot. You're talking about the mascot or the logo? I think the logo as well. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if the mascot is. It might be. That that was actually one of the weird things about the Rust situation. The Rust mascot is a crab. I forget what it's called. Freddy or something. And they didn't. they weren't claiming any domain over the mascot because... The primogen kind of speculated. I think the person who created this mascot released it as open, mm. you know, open to the community or whatever. So they couldn't, they couldn't like pull that back in. It's interesting. It's always good to see, like, to be reminded that these other communities have issues as well. <laughs> it's not just ours. <laughs> not just ours. Uh, back to the thread we were talking about earlier with PHP and somebody kept bringing up NPM and then somebody even mentioned it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, have you looked at, or talking about Node? Like, yeah, but NPM is a complete mess. Like their package management system is a nightmare. So yeah, every everybody's got issues, not just us. Okay, uh, do we have time, time, John? Or, uh, Tom, what, what was your one last thing? No, I will save it. I will save it for next week. Well, okay, I'll cover it real quick. There, okay. April 26th is VS Code Day, which is a sort of a virtual conference that uh, VS Code is putting on. So uh, they're going to be doing presentations on using uh, VS Code anywhere, uh, tips and tricks for TypeScript, accessibility in VS Code, uh, the one I really want to see is uh, creating a data set from scratch with GitHub Copilot, which I think is a super cool idea for doing your test, your unit testing. Okay. So, so mark that I, VS Code day. I have to admit, I have not touched VS Code in a very, very long time. I, I think, as a matter of fact, I think the last time I touched it was when I was helping my Spanish-speaking kid and doing some pair programming with them. Mm. But, yeah. And VS Code isn't a sponsor of tech, so I really they can die, they can burn and die in hell. Who cares? <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's gonna do it. Episode 331 is done. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. 
Keep it Keep ugly. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.